Welcome into episode 44 of the Golly Young Men podcast. We have a very good uh, riveting, I guess. I was trying riveting, to think of yeah. good is, is uh, lame. Riveting episode. I think I've used that one before. We just got a great episode. Um, and, and it's something that, you know, as I was thinking, it was hitting me. I'm doing therapy the other day, and I'm working with somebody who, they're in dire straits. They're in a tough place. And it's due to their own mistakes. Sure. And it just hit me. There's some things you don't do. And I remember my dad growing up. There are some mistakes you don't make. He'd, he'd tell me this, right? There are some mistakes you don't make. And usually it was when I made one of those mistakes. It's like, <laughs> uh, good course, to know that yeah. now. Why did you tell me that on the front end? But either way, there's some mistakes you don't make. And that's really what inspired this episode. Is as I'm working with this this gentleman, he's a great guy, but man, you don't do this. You know, one of those mistakes you don't make. So I, I sent it to you, and you wrote the outline. You did a fantastic job on this. And so this is what it's all about is there are some absolute do-nots when it comes to marriage and family, when it comes to work, when it comes to personal, we're going to delve into each one of those. Well, and I was going to, as I was thinking about how to like intro this episode, there's a lot of kind of gray area in in our world and our society today. There's kind of, yep. there's a lot of like, well, you can do it this way. And even sometimes in the church that that's what the teaching delves into is like, well, it doesn't really matter. You can do it this way. Or you can do it this way, you know, kind of to each their own. And, and like you just said, like, no, there are some things you absolutely do not do. Yeah. And I, and we're going to talk about, obviously we got a couple of things on here that are, you know, we categorize them as sins, but there are yeah. some that we've got on here that aren't necessarily sinful, right? But there are things we still believe you just don't need to do it. Just absolutely do not. And so for godly young men, for, especially if you're in that lower end of the age bracket, you know, still a teenager and, and you haven't, you know, started your family yet, haven't started your career yet. You're still in the, I would call them formative years of your life. Man, make that commitment now to not make these mistakes, to not do these things. This list of do nots, write them down. Make sure that you yep. don't do them because, I hate to say it, I'm sure there's people who listening or watching this, maybe you have made one of these mistakes. Maybe you have done one of these absolutely do not things. And so if you are on the younger end, make sure to commit to doing that right yep. now. So I don't know if you want to get into this first one because this was another one. Was, and, was, and let me just say, this is not an exhaustive do not. I mean, there's so, oh, many, yeah. there's so many do nots out there. These are ones that really came to the... To the surface, came to the top. As we're talking about it back and forth, and, and, and again, as we'll put the outline together, um, these are the first ones. We probably could do a part two on this, yeah. if, and maybe down the line somewhere you know, along the way. But these are the ones that came to the top. I apologize, I'm losing my voice. I'm starting to get sick. So for those listening, for those seeing, it, it may sound and may it may be going as the episode goes along. But let's get into the first one. We're going to cover uh, marriage and... I was going right. to say, we're doing marriage and family first. We're doing so marriage and right. family first. Um, and, and again, we have a few for each. But in marriage and family, the first do not do is marry a non-Christian. And this is controversial because there's a lot of people that think, well, I'll marry them and then they'll become Christians later or they have a heart for God. They're just, maybe they're Baptist or maybe they're whatever else. And so they're not really, they're not Christians, but you know, maybe it'll work out. Well, one of the debates is, is it a sin to marry a non-Christian mm-hmm. or is it just a bad idea to marry right. a non-Christian? And that kind of what I was talking about a second ago, like the next one we're going to talk about is very much a sin, not really a debate on it. This one, there is a debate. Like, right. is it just a bad idea or is it a sin? And the people who say that it is a sin get it from 2 Corinthians 6.14 about um, not having fellowship. With, you know, yep. Light doesn't have fellowship with darkness. Don't be unequally yoked together yep. with unbelievers. And so, 1 Corinthians 7 kind of goes into that some too. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know if we want to get into that debate necessarily. It's obviously on our absolutely do not list means... Call it a sin or don't call it a sin. Don't do it. Right. Um, again, Joe, I don't know if you feel free to answer that. I've never, I guess, classified that as a got to disfellowship them sin. Right. But go I ahead. wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I don't know that I'd classify it as a sin, but then again, people may be looking at it going, well, Paul does. 
it's a it's a difficult debate. Looking at both of those, you can make a case as to why that's not really what it's talking about. I think you can make a strong case as to why that is what it's talking about. And yeah. so that is why it's on a do not do. There's a reason Paul says it. There's a reason why you're not to be unequally yoked. Whether but that's we also a condemnable see, offense, I don't know. We also see in 1 Corinthians 7, in the scenario where one is believing the other is not, Paul says stay together. Yes, don't get exactly. divorced. And so exactly. it's not a, a matter of you're actively living in sin, right. I guess would, would be the way I put it. And, and so if it is a sin, it's a one-time, not a continual sin, if that is the case. The reason why this is important is, I mean, you and I both, I think, could probably tell dozens of horror stories of people who thought that it was going to be fine. People who married a Catholic or people who married a Presbyterian. I'll convert them later. Or, yeah. That's exactly it. Or, or, you know, they're not really into God, but I, to be honest with you, I still, they let me go to church, things like that. I mean, this happens a lot. And, well, she's hot. Oh, she's so nice. Oh, she's this, she's that. We get along so well. Yeah, but are you aligned on the most important thing in right. the universe, in right. the world? Like, if you're not aligned on spirituality, what in the world are you doing? There's no reason to marry somebody who's not in the same direction, going in the same direction, which, of course, is heaven. If you're not in that direction, you're going up and she's going down. Which one's going to win? You know what I mean? You think yeah. you're going to win now, but there are a lot of horror stories where the person ends up falling away because the person, the, the, the non-believing person drags them down. We've had preparing for marriage episodes, how to choose a godly spouse episodes. You said it perfectly in the sense that you want to be aligned on the most important thing. You can be aligned on kid, on how many kids you want. You can be aligned on how you're going to deal with money. You can be aligned on your careers. You can be aligned on where you want to live, all that stuff. And if you're not aligned on submitting yourself to the Almighty God and, and, and where you're going to spend eternity, you're going to have a lot of problems. Right. I, would, I would much rather you not be aligned on finances or, or, you know, that's not great either. But you know what I mean? Like right. the most important thing, because I, I, I don't know if I zoned out and then you mentioned it and I just didn't hear it. Think about your future kids. If, oh, yeah. if they if they've got two parents that are on two different sides of the coin for you know again salvation the afterlife who they submit to because the other thing is people who aren't Christians who don't claim any kind of religion they kind of live their life without any authority it's whatever right. I want to do they're serving oh, themselves yeah. carnal desires and so your kids are going to have to choose between you as a as a godly young man as a parent who wants to submit to God, that's who he, that's who you're going to serve, and maybe your spouse who eh, is kind of going to serve themselves. Well, for a kid, what sounds more fun? Right. Serving an almighty God who kind of gives you some, I don't want to say restrictions, but things that you can't do versus, man, my uh, my mom over here kind of gets to do whatever they want. I think I'd rather do that. That's right. It she just presents your, it presents your kids with a a difficult decision to make very early on in life, and it just, yep. it, man, it... It just complicates things. I don't know any other way to say it. Yeah, it ruins everything. And because you want your woman, your your woman, because you want <laughs> your, your wife, wife to yeah. submit, um, how difficult is Good it? Good luck it, with that. Exactly. Yeah. She's not going to because she doesn't hold the same value. Submission is a biblical principle. If you're not following Bible, in today's society, it's almost impossible to get a woman to, to truly submit if she's not having a biblical background because feminism is so big. And I think we've spoken on this before, but... And we'll move to the second point, which actually is going to tie into the second point here. When you go to get married, we say the two most important decisions in life are getting baptized and getting married, and yep. it's in that order. I would actually reverse those orders. I think who you marry Hot is more. I, yeah, I think who you marry is more important than you getting baptized. And people are going to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> One is about your individual salvation. The other is about five hundred years of generation. Your family, your, your family legacy. salvation, yeah. your legacy, and your family's salvation. Are your kids going to be married? Are are they going to be? Christians, are they going to marry Christians? Are they going to make good decisions? Your grandkids, your great-grandkids. That is dependent on who you marry. So, yeah, I would say it is more important. If you go to heaven or hell, that's one person. If you choose wrong in marriage, you could potentially be sending 
dozens or hundreds or thousands, depending on how, you know, how many generations down the line, you could be dooming them based on who you marry. So yes, it's a very important decision, but that gets us. I'm sorry. I've got a very interesting question that we don't have time for, but I want to ask it anyway, (laughs) because I was thinking about it. I'm very curious. We have on here, don't marry a non-Christian. That's our first point. And I, I guess we've been talking more along the lines of somebody who doesn't believe in God. What about somebody who's in a denomination? Mm-hmm. Would claim that they're a Christian, more than likely are very good-hearted, more than likely sure. are very moral, more than likely, you know, it's not the I want to live for myself. It's right. just Baptist or their community church or whatever. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, because technically under our definition of salvation and what we believe the New Testament teaches, they're not members of the church. Right. At the same time, I could see a lot better, stronger case for they'll be, you know, we can convert them. Or I still would, I still would say don't marry them until they're converted. Right. But with somebody who's not a Christian, I'll be honest, I would say don't even start the relationship. Don't even pursue that. I with agree. somebody who's a member of a denomination who you can clearly tell has a good heart and wants to serve God, maybe just misplaced, ignorant about some things, I'm not as hesitant to say, like, if my kid came to me and said, I'm really interested in this person, I would not freak out like I would if it was a, you know, agnostic or yeah. something. What are your thoughts on that? That's a t- that's a very tough one. And again, oh, we man, don't. We, that is that is give so me the tough. sixty second answer on that. That is so tough because what you worry about is, okay, they they are converted, for you or for God. Yeah, like do true. they? You know yeah. what I mean? If they know that marriage and the the steps of the relationship are contingent upon them becoming Christians, quote unquote. You know them like do they truly believe in baptism for salvation, or they believe that you need them to be baptized? There's a big difference there, and that's very difficult. So. I'm not a big fan of looking within the denominations, but I am with you in the fact that I, I don't think I'd flip out as much because they are, they believe in, we all, we're all serving the same God, right? We do believe in it. We just believe differently about things. I just think it makes it very difficult to know, are they changing because of me or are they changing because of God? Because I've seen people where they change because of the person. I'm thinking yeah. of, of our best friends growing up. Mom, dad got married. You know, the dad got, got baptized basically for this reason. You know, and my wife wanted me to. She tragically passed away, and he left the faith because mm. it really wasn't his faith; it was for her. And once she was gone, then yeah. you know everybody ended up falling away, which is very sad. So to, that would be my thing. And to be clear, I, I still, again, I would not tie the knot if they're not converted. I if, agree. If they I are, agree. you know, pretty staunchly in the camp of I'm going to stay Presbyterian, you probably still. It's just whether you can trust that the reason they got, you know, that's, yeah. that you'd have to play it by ear, kind of. You have to case by case basis. No. How much does this person love God? Does this person genuinely believe baptism is for salvation, you know, for repent, uh, or forgiveness of sins? Does this person genuinely believe in the things we believe in, or are they just doing it so we can tie the knot? Yeah. That's the only thing I would say. Otherwise, it is good that people love, you know, we're all serving God. So, yeah. And and I don't want to get in trouble saying we're all serving God. People are going to be, whoa, whoa, they're denominations. I do think that, you know, a Baptist person can love God. I think they're wrong theologically, no doubt. I think yeah. we need to be, you know, converting them. But I do think that they do have a heart for it's God. A, again, it's a atheist, different situation than the point. atheist. Yeah. So yeah, we've we've spent a long time. Let's, on let's roll through this next. One. Do Pretty, not marry non-Christian. Yep. The next one, and I actually sent this to you when I said, "Hey, what about this? Cheat on your spouse?" Because this is what I was talking about at the very beginning. Yeah. The guy I'm working with has cheated on his spouse. I cannot begin to tell you how horrible, horrible, horrible the fallout from that is. Yeah. You can never know that until either it's happened to you. Until you've done it. This is probably the preeminent do not make this. That's exactly it. it. And duh, you go, well, duh, I know I'm not supposed to jam myself. No, 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 no. I'm serious. This is the worst thing you could possibly do because as a therapist, I get to come in and I get to see how it decimates her entire life. Yeah. I get to see the the betrayal trauma. I get to work. I'm working with him on his trauma and why he did it in the first place. But the betrayal trauma, her coming in, cussing him out day after day, but she doesn't trust him anymore, but she's also a woman who knows, they're Bible believers, who 
I'm supposed to submit to you, but I can't submit to you because I'm I'm afraid of submitting to you. I submitted to you before, and I got hurt because look, you cheated look what on happened, me. Yeah. And so now the hierarchy's completely off. She calls all the shots. He's like a whimpering dog who's in the doghouse for who knows how long, and as long as it takes for her to get over, just don't do it. Just don't do it. I, I could go probably on an hour-long tirade as to all the problems of cheating on your spouse, what that does to a relationship, what it does to family, to kids, everything else. It is as bad as it can be. Don't ever do it. The only thing I would add, because it's obviously a very open and shut case here, biblically speaking, morally speaking, right, right. is don't even go down the path. Correct. Don't entertain. Of, don't any, Because, yeah. like again, like you said, people are going to be here this, oh, duh, of course, like I'm not setting out to cheat on my spouse. Nobody ever is. Right. Nobody That's ever exactly is setting, waking up one day goes, oh, I think I'm going to cheat on my spouse today. It is a gradual process. Right. It is a something that you don't really consciously decide it's it's more of a one little decision here one little conversation there one little the brief flirting in the break room yep yeah and so that's what i would say is don't even go down the path and it's one of those things like well what's what how do i know if i'm on the path you know you know it, it's common right. sense it's one of those things if you have the slightest inclination well maybe is this is this appropriate it's probably not that's so right just go ahead and shut it off right there does your heart get a little flutter when she looks at you and when she talks to this other woman do you find that you know when you're when your wife and you're having a difficult day, you find your yourself going to somebody else of the opposite sex, right? And this could really be a problem in the work environment, big time. That's yep. why we see it so much, and that's where his was, and that's you know where you see it a lot is yep. in the work environment because it's exactly as you said. Nobody goes out setting them, themselves on that path. It's a little decision here, a little decision there. It's a little flirt. It's a little, you know, oh, my wife is doing this. And, oh, wow, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you right. know. Yeah, I would little coffee talk here. That's little, exactly yeah. it. Or, or you guys are just going to walk to Starbucks together, get coffee for the entire office. Wow, that, I need two hands. <laughs> you know, I needed two extra hands. And so she can come join me and you're talking all along the way. And, right. and meanwhile, you're having a tough time with your spouse at home. And no, no, you set as start. strong yeah. of boundaries around this as possible. I'm not kidding. Yes, it's a duh point. Everybody knows this, but I, I cannot tell you how detrimental, because I'm working with a few of them right now, it's not just one, well, how detrimental this is to a marriage. It decimates the entire family. Just There's real, a reason why God says don't do it. Just real quick, and then we'll move on. Yeah. Like, for the guys, it's the ego boost. Oh, somebody else is interested oh, yeah. in me, especially, I'm going to say it, for insecure guys. That's exactly they it. They love the feeling, oh, somebody else other than my spouse is interested. You know, it, man, does it ever boost their ego yep. and their confidence? And it's like... Listen, if you got those problems, please seek help somewhere else. Yes, like, my wife is contractually obligated to like me, but this is new. This yeah. is novel. This is different. Get yourself some therapy. If, if that is the case, if you find yourself with wandering eyes and such, get yourself some therapy. Uh, work through it. That's, that's what I'm here for. Um, third one. Go ahead and get us in. Yeah. All right, so number three here. Do not ever say the word divorce. Do not ever say the word divorce. Absolutely not. Yeah. So marriage, uh, the, <laughs> the topic of marriage, divorce, and remarriage is... A very hot topic in the Church of Christ. Yes, we're, we'll come out and, and say, obviously, what we were raised believing and what we were raised kind of being taught, standard in the Church of Christ is you are only permitted to get divorced and remarried if there is infidelity. What we just right. talked about. If your wife, your wife cheats on you, most people in the church believe you biblically have the authorization to divorce and to get remarried. We're not going to have that that discussion right now. Joe and I don't really agree with that. I'll leave it at that. We're permanence few guys. Basically, no divorce, no remarriage. Say, ever. We're more strict than that. I was going to say, it's more conservative. It's not a more liberal position. But why why we say don't ever say the word divorce is because you, you need to enter into your marriage basically with the mutual understanding that's not even going to be an option. Right. I don't have right. a parachute out. When I jump out of this airplane, sorry, like there's no parachute. There's no escape route. If you enter into it or, or drop the word here and there in, in, a, in an argument or in a discussion, kind of throw it out there as a thread or it's just in the back of your mind, yep. 
man, is that ever going to to sow the seeds for yeah. discontentment, sow the seeds for, well, I've dropped it as a threat a couple of times. Maybe I should consider it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. don't ever say it. Don't even bring it up. We talked about in the dating versus courtship. Like, dating is practice for divorce because it is this. I got it now. If I ever need it, it's not that I want it right now, but if you bring that in, you're immediately breaking something in the marriage. The moment you say the word divorce and mean it, like, well, what if we just got divorced? You're breaking this covenant in the marriage because it's in the back of your mind, I might be left or he might leave me. Yep. The moment that enters in, you will you will lose intimacy and it very much is the Adam and Eve going from naked and unashamed to naked and ashamed. There's a break in there of, I can't trust him because tomorrow he might file for divorce. Yes, it takes a long time, but you know what I mean? Like you now put into the relationship, we could get out of this. And as soon as you have that, why would I want to be in it? Why would I continue with the same level of intimacy and care and, and complete openness and giving you every last bit of me? Because I know you might take that and you might ruin my life with it. Right. So I'm not going to be open and I'm not, it's, it breaks intimacy. Don't ever say it. I was just going to, I was trying to think of like analogies to pair with this. Like if, if, if every other day at your job, your boss just casually dropped that, well, you know, we could fire you. Yeah. You know, like, man, how, how secure would you be in your job? That's exactly <laughs> Not it. very. If you were played, if That's you played great, on the NFL team point. and Bill Belichick came by every day, well, yeah, careful, we might cut you tomorrow. Like you're not going to be very secure in your right. job and in your position, obviously a lot different with marriage, but same, same thought process. If you're dropping that word or, again, even in joking or, like, just don't say it. Just right. don't even bring it up because you don't want to ever consider it as an option. And too many Christian young couples go into marriage with, I don't want to do it. I don't ever plan to do it. But it's an option. That's it's still exactly in the back it. of my head as an option. Well, if you ever cheats, look, if you go into it going cheating or not, I'm in this for life. That's a security, to your point, yep. and a piece you can't buy. Because it will cause you to, I have to make this work. Instead of, we let it get to the point where cheating is even even a thing. No, no, no. I'm stuck in this, so I'm going to work my hardest to make sure that marriage is as good as it can be. Don't say it. Um, fourth and finally, <laughs> as far as it goes to marriage and family, hot take here. here we go. Will and I are very much on this train. Um, do not ever send your kids to public school. Just don't do it. These are on the absolute do nots. Do not send your kid to public school. And I started out this episode saying some of these are, are point blank sins, cheating on your spouse, and some of them are not. Right. This is obviously one that we, we cannot say is a sin. We nevertheless firmly stand on the ground of absolutely do not, right along with marrying on Christian, right along with cheating on your spouse, do not send your kids to public school. Right. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, again. no. You're good. Would you send your kid to a strip club? Oh, well, that's ridiculous. You know, is it a sin to send him to the strip club? Boy, you're you're pushing it. You're enticing him to do something that he in my opinion, public school and yeah, we're gonna get flamed for that because <laughs> like, you're really seeing the strip clubs public school. Yeah. Have you ever walked down a public school hall? Or seen what kids look at on their phones? Have you ever in seen school? what kids yeah. look at or what shown what are shown in, in the halls of the public schools as kids are showing it on their phone? The the girls, the way they dress in the halls, people making out up against it is Sodom and Gomorrah in the schools. And if you don't believe me, seriously, walk to your local high school. Oh, things are different Not in the Not our South. schools, yeah. Not our schools. Things are perfectly perfectly fine here. Stop lying to yourself, first off. Things are not good at your school. This is a nationwide problem coming down from the top. Like, study the public school, school study the history of it. It's a horrible thing. Public schools it. are designed to disciple your kids into secular humanism, now right. LGBTQism, oh, transgenderism. Yeah. They are designed to disciple your kids into anything but postmodernism. Everything. And if yeah. you truly believe that your job as a parent, which it is, is to disciple your kids to be Christ-like, I, I'm not going to say you can't do that by sending them to public school, but you're, you just made your job 50,000 times yeah. harder 
if you want to disciple them into being Christ-like if you send them to public school. Number one, just simple math equation, you're losing them for 10 hours a day. Yeah. You're, you're not around them for 10 hours a day. You don't know, again... Not not just well. I've got restrictions on their phone. Great. You don't have restrictions on their ki- on their friend's phone. Exactly you don't have it. restrictions on the the tablets that they get at school. Like there's there's so many idiotic reasons to send your kids to public school. And and listen, I know that there's a goodness what 80 percent of people in the Church of Christ send their kids to public school. This is not a popular opinion of ours. Do not do it. Don't because again you're trying to disciple them to be Christ-like, giving them up That's for right. 10 hours a day, sending them to, oh, we got good teachers. Not even talking about teachers. I'm talking about their friends, people who go to the school right. that you don't know, their par- th- those friends' parents. There's just the janitor at the school. There's so many reasons why you giving up your... I've got an t- almost two-year-old. The, the idea of sending him off to somewhere where I won't see him for six hours a day in three years right. terrifies While me. While someone else is messing with his mind. Right, exactly. Like I, I can't imagine... Because the other thing is, and then we got to move on, is the most vulnerable state in kids' life. Oh, Middle yeah. school, high school, they're trying to fit in. They want to be popular. Yep. And you say, yep, go, have at it, enjoy. Just don't do it. It's just... Well, you know, I I know my, my kid drinks poison every day, but I do have the antidote. Right, I, I can cure him. I can cure it because because I have the antidote. Well, yeah, and, and he's drinking a gallon of poison and you're giving him a couple drops of antidote. The way that the timing works out, I, I mean, the people kick back on this one because, let's be honest, it's convenient to send your kids to public school. We have three young kids. Our oldest is starting to get to the point of kindergarten. How nice would it be for my wife to have a little bit of break? Be really, really nice, honestly. It's our job. The Shema is, hey, when you rise up, when you go, uh, when you lie down, when you walk by the way, you're teaching me these things. You can't do that when they go to public school. Don't do it. It is, would, it is, yeah. You you will not benefit by sending your kids to public school. I would say stay tuned because we'll have an episode on this. Yes. We, we have not done this yet, That's but exactly we will have an will. episode on why you should homeschool. But go ahead. No, you're good. So we're going to get into work. We, we do have other The work category. Well. We were in the marriage the and family category. category. Now we're in the work category. Correct. First is do not ever be a stay-at-home dad. Uh, Again... Not necessarily. I mean, people wouldn't look at it and call it a sin. Right. It, it's not up there with cheating on your spouse. We believe it's almost just as important. I, I actually, I think I would call this a sin. Well, there I, you I go. think I would, because you're 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 directly going against the dominion mandate. Yep, you're going against what God set as the hierarchy in the home. Is my wife will go out, she'll slay the dragon, she'll do everything in the workplace, she'll do everything that I'm supposed to do as the man, and I'll do her job, and I'll do her job. No, that's not the way God designed it. Does it say a man or a woman will be preserved through the bearing of children, which is what, 1 Timothy 2.15, I want to say? Which one's going to be preserved? It says a woman will be, not a man, not taking care of the kids. Don't do this. Do not allow your wife to go out there and slay the dragons for you. You are called by God to go out and do that. And that's what makes us men. That's the responsibility we have. That's what makes it great to be a man. And when we give that up to our women, there's so many, going back to don't cheat on your spouse, there's so many women that cheat in the workplace because of this. If they don't respect their husband and they happen to have a guy who's just an absolute hunk and he's amazing in his job and he listens to her. Shows her attention and yeah. Shows her attention, buys her gifts, everything else. I cannot tell you, I can't count on two hands. I'm I'm not kidding. I can't count on two hands the number of women I know that cheated on their husbands because of this. Because of being in the workplace. While the man sat back and maybe the man was in the workplace on his own. Don't be a stay-at-home dad, definitely. But I would say... Don't let your wife work either. In my opinion, now yeah, that's, that's true. yeah, it's that's a, even uh, more hot. That, that's even more. That's even more hot take. Well, but I really do think that nothing good comes of it other than yes, it can enrich us for a little bit. But real quick on the on the being a stay at home dad sure. thing because you talk about you know we can rail on homosexuality as we should. Oh, it subverts God's design. That's not the way God designed it. 
Hello. That's the that's the exact same thing Bingo. that we're talking about with, so with the workforce here and, and the or not even the workforce, the way God designed the family. Yep. You know, what if what if your strategy at home was, all right, here's what we're gonna do. The kids are actually gonna make all the decisions for the parents. And parents have to listen to the kids. Right. Uh no, that's not that's 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 a violation of the way God that's designed it. It's the exact same thing if you're in a situation where you as the husband are staying home and you and your and your wife is going out to work. I'll be honest, I don't know of a lot of you know and talk to more people than I do. I'm sure you've seen it. I don't know a lot of that. But if you're a guy listening to this going, man, that actually sounds really nice, don't ever do it. Do not ever be a stay-at-home dad. Let's move on to the next one, yep. and we'll, we'll be very quick on this. Don't Absolutely do not ever cheat on your taxes. Right. You're like, wow, this is kind of a random one. Listen, you will be tempted to. Taxes are the worst. <laughs> they are they yeah. are not fun. Especially if you're self-employed. Yes. And and you can – and what's, what, what's frustrating is there will be a lot of people who are Christians who – it's one thing to find a loophole. It's another thing to outright lie on your taxes, which right. a lot of people, because they're like, well, I'm, not, I'm never going to get audited. It's really not the end of the world. It's the government. Listen, don't cheat on your taxes. It's, it's called integrity. It's a very simple one. Yeah, it's just yeah. Being, it's about being in, having integrity. Yeah. I, I don't have much more to add to that. It, it is, to your point, it's very tempting to. You get cash. I don't have to declare that cash because it's, you know, and so you get $10,000 worth of cash, and I don't have to declare it because I didn't actually make the money. Technically, the government can't track it. In my opinion, you declare everything. God will bless you for being studious. God will bless you for for being a man of integrity, not cheating on your taxes. It, it, that sounds like a weird one to say don't do, but it really it is a matter of integrity. It's a matter of how you approach. Jesus says, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. So yeah, work as many loopholes as possible. That's what the rich do. If you can, take as many deductions as possible. That's fantastic. Don't be the guy who cheats on your taxes and is always having to worry about auditing. It's not worth it and it's not, it's not okay. Last one of the work is do not, and we talked about this, we talked this about this ahead of time. One. This is an interesting one. Do not, we reworked the wording too, consistently <laughs> work over 60 hours a week. We had initially do not work over 60 hours a week. And keep in mind, these are absolutely do nots. Like we we hold these in a very high regard. Yeah. And so again, this might be one where you're like, what's the big deal? Sorry, right. continue. We had do not work over 60 hours a week. Look, we realize there's going to be weeks and, and we are, hey, we're the work hard guys, okay? Work hard. Make sure that you're providing for your family. We just said make sure you, you know, your wife isn't having to provide. She's not the main provider. So we're very aware that sometimes that means you work a ton. Sometimes that means you ain't working just forty hour weeks. We Correct. Get, yeah. We get that. But if you are consistently, and this is stepping on my toes too, because if you're consistently working so much where your wife and kids aren't seeing you as much as they should, um, and you're prioritizing work over the family, which I think at the sixty hour mark you really are pushing. That's it. it's a problem. That's what I was thinking is. At some point, there's obviously a number where, okay, when you're working this much, you literally can't disciple your kids right. the way you can. You literally can't right. give the time to your wife that you need to. You literally can't shepherd your family as the as the husband and father. So what is the number? Is it 70? Is it 80? Is it 45? Is it, you might say, well, it's different for everybody. I sure. do believe it's it's right around 60 hours, yeah. personally. And 60, that's, 65. Will, that's subjective. Yes, it's very subjective. I, I admit that. But right now, I'm working between 50 and 55 and man, I can feel it already. And for my wife's watching, she, she will readily acknowledge it's getting close to where I'm like, okay, if I take any more on, I'm not going to have the time to yeah. spend with my family, with raising my, and my kids aren't even at the age really yet where I'm discipling them. And so, yeah, I mean, we've, we've had work hard episodes before. We know the economy's rough. We know there's yeah. going to be times where, listen, especially if your wife stays home, you got to work a lot. We get oh, that. Yeah. But if you're working more than 60 hours a week and it's not just to put food on the table, it's to maybe have a little extra this and that. Just find other ways. You know, if, yeah. if it means you you have to sacrifice the vacation, if it means you have to sacrifice going out to eat, whatever it is, make sure that you're spending the time with your kids, with your family. Because you were going to put down before you knew that I had this on here. Prioritize. Don't prioritize 
um, work over family. I think this is just a tangible, measurable way to put that. Yeah. If you're working consistently 60 plus hours a week, you're probably not going to be able to prioritize your family over work. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think you said it well. I All right, let's do well. two minutes on these last couple ones. There you go. Because we got we got something fun we want to do at the end. So. Yeah. So these are personal, and I don't think they're going to take very long, but the personal side. So we did the marriage and family. We did the work. Can I actually intro this first one? Go for it. All go right. So it. in the personal realm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I looked yeah, down yeah, yeah. at it. <laughs> the first one we have, uh, yeah. do not, again, absolutely do not ever touch alcohol. So if you are if, if you are plugged into Focus Press at all, if you're plugged in especially to our other podcast, Think Deeper, then you know that there was a bit of a dust up. I'll leave it at that about this topic of alcohol. We're That's not going to get into we're not going to get into the discussion here. Um, all I will say is we were incorrectly, uh, I would say, slanderously painted as oh, yeah. very pro alcohol because of the podcast that we did, where we basically all we said was can't you can't really biblically call it a sin to drink privately in your home. Other than that, man, we we blasted the oh, yeah. idea of, hey, don't drink. Social it's drinking. not a good idea. Oh, yeah. Social drinking is wrong. Drunkenness is wrong. Hey, Christians, we probably should not be touching this stuff. And because we... Anyway, don't ever touch it. Yeah. Listen, we are as anti-alcohol as it gets. I don't drink. You don't drink. Never plan to. And the reason why it, it makes our list of absolutely do not ever touch it is because it really... Listen, especially if it runs in your family, which for my family it does. Unfortunately, yep, that is too. alcoholism. Yep. Um, just the damage that it can do. The, oh, yeah. The, just the kind of one of those things. It's it's very low upside, very high downside. Correct. You know, very high risk, low reward type of yeah, thing. Like, what are you yeah. getting out of it other than putting your family at risk? It's a bad example for your kids. Again, despite what you might have heard on Facebook, we are very anti-alcohol. Don't ever touch <laughs> yeah. the stuff. It's just it, it's not it's not going to to add enough value to your life to make it worth it. Really, any substance. Sure. Don't touch nicotine. Don't touch marijuana. Don't touch any drug. All along, alcohol the way. is just the most successful. Alcohol so, is the yeah. most successful. That's the one that you're going to be tempted with the most because it's going to be a drinking party at work. You know, they're going to be pushing. It's your... always associated with fun. Always. Yeah, that's exactly it. We'd win the championship at, at a beer league and, um, you know, in hockey and they'd pour it in the cup. They always had this giant cup, you know, whatever it is. Um, kind of like the Stanley cup quote unquote, but just very lame cause it's beer league hockey, but they would pour a beer in there and pass it around. I don't drink. I was like, what? That's really weird. I, I don't drink. I don't come on, man. It's just, just a sip, just a sip. We're all taking it out of there. I don't drink. Like you will be pressured into doing that more than anything else. Yeah. Don't touch it. Don't do it. It there's nothing good as exactly as you said. There's something good that comes of it, and on the upside, you end up tasting something that, in my opinion, is nasty. Having had, I've never had beer. Having tasted wine, uh, sipped wine one time, is nasty. It is nasty. So don't do it. It was about this much, and I've never touched this stuff again. Yeah. I sipped champagne one time at a wedding as a toast. Nasty. Ugh. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, don't touch alcohol. Second is, don't ever let yourself go. We're, this is the gym podcast. This is the Golly Amen podcast. This is the this gym, is gym yeah. podcast. We've already talked about the importance of that. Don't let yourself go. Don't don't let it be kind of one of those like, well, boy, I don't know, five years into marriage, I ballooned and now I'm 150 <laughs> pounds over what I was. Don't do that. Uh, is it a sin? No, but the things that got you there might have been. Yeah. You know, I would say no, that. I, I think it can certainly get to a point I, I where think it, it is. Very much yeah. it, it, it can be gluttony. It can be a lack of self-control. Yep. It can be allowing food to to be the thing that you run to, which is very bad. So when you let yourself go, and I would say there's also things like people that don't take showers that much or people that like, there's other parts of letting yourself go other than just getting 
big. Um, well, yeah, just take on, care of yourself. On the weight thing, because we we brought it up before, I think probably in our workout episode, it, it just adds up and makes sense. If you don't have self-discipline in that area of your life of making sure you're exercising, making sure you're going to the gym, make sure you're you're going on runs, whatever, just making sure that you keep yourself healthy and fit and in shape. If you don't have self-discipline in that area, yep. odds are you are probably not going to have self-discipline in other areas, yep. other far more important areas, Bible study, um, not cheating on your spouse, like pornography, all these things yeah. that require self-discipline and self-control. I've never met anybody who just had zero self-control with food and, and with that lack of exercise, but had a mountain of self-control with everything else. That's, exactly, That's just usually yeah. not the way it works. Right. Typically, the people who are very self-controlled have self-discipline, don't let themselves go. They they exercise, they do it, they eat fairly well, all these things. They're pretty self-controlled in other areas too. Yeah. That's all we're saying. And so, I, But again, I do think it's important also just from a, an appearance, aesthetic point of view, you're representing the body of Christ. You're representing Christ. You're representing somebody who is supposed to be a representative for the church. Present yourself well. It's mean, supposed to be, yeah. We've talked about it a lot, but it's it's on here. Absolutely do not let yourself go. Yeah. Last one is kind of a weird one. We threw it on. We were looking for a third one. And it just kind of hit me, and I don't know why I put this down other than it just hit me in the moment. Don't hold grudges. Absolutely do not hold grudges. And it's a matter, there's the reason it's on the personal end is... This has potential to ruin any and every relationship. And really, it's a, a far-reaching, don't be Johnny Raincloud, Mr. Bitter, yeah. who's just mad at the world, who is who sees everything through a bitter lens. That's really what it comes down to. Is like, well, And I see the people hold grudges. They can't get over slights. They can't get over things. And it just ruins your life. Do not hold grudges and be the guy that is not willing to extend the hand of, of forgiveness and say, hey, let's make it right. The best way I've heard it is, you know, holding grudges is you drinking poison, hoping someone else will die. Yeah. Doesn't usually work that way. That's it only makes your life worse. It, yeah. So, yeah, we've got a lot of absolute do-nots on here. Again, some you might say more important than others. We think sure. they're all important. Don't touch alcohol. Don't say the word divorce. Don't marry a non-Christian. All these things we've talked about. Um, we want to end with a little fun because yeah. this was this was you know serious episode, of course. We, we wholeheartedly believe all these. Joe and I have got some personal absolutely do not ever. And we were just talking about it in our, I think, two episodes. No, it was our last episode about being cultured. We talked about <laughs> do not ever order your steak above medium. That's exactly what we yep. want to do with this this last yep. segment here. We've each got three. I'm going to let you go first. Just give me your first yep. one. I'm actually going to get up and grab my computer because I don't remember what my third one was. I wrote them down <laughs> on my phone. I don't know that I, I ended up deciding on it. Well, I'll tell you one, what. So go we'll ahead. Go we're going to keep the cameras rolling. Give yep, me your first it. one. I'm going to get my computer. Okay. And we have not discussed these, so this is this is new to me, uh, or new to Will, and, and his are new to me. Hopefully we don't cross each other. I have, don't be a bandwagon fan. <laughs> nice, I love you it. You can be Fairweather. I'm a Fairweather fan. Um, you can have, this you know, the looking Bron- at you all Alabama fans that are listening to this. Yeah, that's right. Well, I was thinking, you've got so many Alabama fans, you've got so many Patriots fans, you've got so many Golden State Warriors fans, and it's like, don't be that guy. Wow, they're winning a bunch. That's exciting. I want to go watch them. no. I understand they're on a lot, but pick your local team. Pick the guy that it's one thing like Will follows you you follow Peyton Manning. And they ended and up LeBron. Going, yes, yeah. and LeBron. Manning went to the Broncos. Broncos weren't like absolutely fantastic when he came. They were good. They have Von Miller. They had some things, but it's not like you picked the best team. You followed the guy. That's different. When you're following your team, pick your team. When I was following the abs, we had the wilderness years, man. We were brutal. You we suffered literally, through it. Yeah. You suffered through it. And when we won the cup a couple years ago, that was that was like a unbelievable moment. Why? Because you went through the the bad. If your team is always the team that's winning because you just bounce from team to team, don't be bandwagon. I like that. I like that. As the Lakers LeBron fan, it probably hits me a little harder. (laughs) But LeBron hasn't won every year, so I love it. Yeah, there you go. And I'm a Vols fan, so I can't be a bandwagon fan with that. So my first one, absolutely do not 
drink soda. <laughs> oh, no. No. So, uh, I, I will say, me. I cut out sodas like two years ago. And I was somebody who drank four or five a week. Like, they were a part of my life. I enjoyed it. It was something I went out to eat. And I was like, you know what? I want to cut them. And I maybe had three in a year. And then I, I realized after that year, I was like, this was the easiest thing ever. Because it's not like I eat insanely healthy other ways. I still enjoy dessert. I still drink sweet coffee drinks. Like, it's just one of those things that I was like, I'm just going to cut this part out of my life because it's, it's, it's all over my I coast. know, I know. Sorry. Oh, man. It's, it's so unbelievably health, or unhealthy and That's bad for you. True. And it's one of those things like if you're going to ingest a lot of calories, do it in other ways. Do it in more – in my opinion – don't yeah. do don't waste it on the soda that's again that's a will's personal i don't personal know mcdonald's do not, coke is yeah, joe, few joe things does not better. agree yeah. but i mean i drink the calories and eat the calories other ways but man soda is not for me i think everybody should give it up but yeah, that's, that's, that's actually <laughs> probably a very good point yeah, that's probably a very good point my What's second, second one yeah my second is do not go cheap on the toilet paper okay that's random <laughs> yes it's very random there's there's a lot to this, and this is the one I was telling you ahead of time. There's there's a bit of a rant. Oh, here we go. Here we Some go. Some things are worthwhile. Some things are worth paying extra for. And there's the person who knows the cost of everything and the value of nothing. Some things have value. Some things there's add a reason value name to your brand life. exists. Correct. <laughs> Jif peanut butter is just better. You can go with the Peter Pan. You can go with the cheap stuff. You're gonna you're gonna be rewarded for choosing Jif. I'm sorry, and people, yeah. the Skippy people are gonna come out and hate me for it. Jif is just better. It's the best. Welch's grape jelly. You got to go with the, you know what I mean? There's premier things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I go to somebody's house and they're like quarter ply, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no. This, this is a, this is like, this is not how you we see live. the people that have like off-brand Oreos. It's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> they're, exactly. There are things that are worth paying more for. So I think toilet paper is one of those things. Just know the value of something and recognize that sometimes Going cheapest isn't always best. It doesn't mean going most expensive is always best either, but there are certain things worth splurging for, and remember that. And you can develop your own list. I have a list, seriously, probably about a dozen things long of like, I will not skimp on these things. There's plenty yeah. of things I'll go for the cheap stuff. I don't care about Lucky Charms or or you know Captain whatever it is from, <laughs> from the Malta meal. I don't care. There are certain things you have to make sure you get the thing for. <laughs> and toilet paper is one of them. And That's toilet paper is one of them. So that sounds ridiculous, but I would say do not go cheap on the toilet paper. All right. So my number two is probably the most random one. I was thinking of different realms of like entertainment. Do not, absolutely do not ever listen to female rappers. Is what I have on my. I was trying to think <laughs> of something so and I was like, you know what? That's that so is good. probably the single, and I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm not a big fan of rap in general, but I have never once heard a good rap song from a female. Oh, ever. man, Typically, that is so good. Yeah, on a so serious true. note, they're super vulgar and yes. just not good. But also, just, I'm sorry, Cardi B is not talented. Nicki, Nicki Minaj, Minaj, not talented. Like, Megan the Stallion, not Yeah, just, come on. Godly young men, do not listen to female rappers. Yeah. If you want to take it a step further and say don't listen to male rappers too, that's fine. But my absolutely personal do not, don't listen to female rappers. Again, pretty random, but you will never find a female rap song downloaded on my phone. Yeah. Oh, man. That's really, really good. Um, the last one I was going to have is do not ever use a Bible that is not a legit translation. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. So, you know, the New, new, new Living Little, Translation. New Living Translation or the uh, the Message Bible. No. That's not a real Bible. Um, don't don't use those. Use a. I, I'm an NASB 95 guy. Uh, you know, repping. Um, ESV is great. NKJV is great. Things like that. NIV. Uh, not I'll, great. I'll, not great. But non-inspired I'll allow it. version of it. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. 
But make sure that you're using a legitimate translation. Well, it's a lot easier to read the message. Yeah, it's because it's a paraphrase. It's because it's not actually scripture. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else came along and said, this is what I think it means. Um, so just make sure that you're not using one of those. Joe, Joe went the spiritual route. Mine is, is going to be... <laughs> My third one is do not ever be an Android guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I love know, yours. We, we got great. a lot of Android fans this and a lot great. of Microsoft fans. I'm, this is again Will's personal. Do not, do not ever be an Android guy. I was gonna have do not match stripes with plaid. Actually, as lame as that sounds, don't do it. But um, I thought, well, I'll go with something a little bit better. I'm glad you did because mine are you know way out there and left. Hey, field. no, but that's it's good. what I thought of. I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm an iPhone MacBook guy through and through. That's and knowing the be. value of something. Exactly. That's knowing the value. Of something. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm gonna hey say the hard thing, stand up for what I believe. Yeah, in. that's right. No, we had fun with this episode again. A lot of serious stuff. A lot of things that are very, very important that we firmly believe you absolutely should never consider right. cheating on you. Again, all the things. I'm not gonna rehash them. Please, please make sure that you commit to those now, especially if you're on the younger end of things. Yep. And then, again, for the fun stuff at the end, we enjoyed that. Comment yours. We That's always right. love What's the feedback and comments. What is an absolute do not for you? Man, I hope we get some good ones. Maybe we can revisit them later. Um, those were just the, the, the six that we came up with together. But... We are 40 minutes in, so we're going to wrap right yep. here. This has been episode 44. We'll be back next week. We're getting ever closer to that episode 50 mark, right. which we will have something special going on for that. Um, but as always, we thank you for watching and listening. We'll be back next week with episode 45 of the Godly Young Men podcast. 